It's show 54 of the Rim Pro Report. This week, Sean Stevens of Cornerstone Records and Management on all things data protection, plus the latest industry news. This show, as you know, is sponsored by all my friends at O'Neill Software. They've got the technical support and customer service support you can count on. This includes their regional coverage in the Americas, in Europe, Middle East, and Africa, as well as their Asia-Pacific coverage all-round good software, great support for your RIM service business. You can check them out yourself at O'NeillSoft.com. And now, in those two immortal words of Neil Diamond, September morn. Well, it's September morning, and it's time. Let's do it. Welcome to the RIM, RIM, RIM Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information. Stories. Yes. Important product and service reviews. Yes. And a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators. Shred and destruction vendors. Media and electronic vaulters. Scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yes, I am here, and I am not exactly sure how Neil Diamond got in my head. It's a disease, I think. Stay for just a while. Stay and let me look at you. Yeah, I don't know. Bad karaoke, but a great show for you today. I'm glad you're here. Hey, it's officially September. Normal returns after this coming Labor Day uh, weekend for many people. For others, there is no normal, so life just continues to go on. Uh, for me, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, I'm glad to uh, roll back in September and... Uh, proceed with life uh, that seems a little bit more normal. Summer is full of vacation time and people are away and there just seems to be a lot of different stuff going on. September always feels like you're getting back into the swing of things. And I have to say for me, uh, I love fall. So glad it's back. Today, I'm really looking forward to having a great chat with Sean Stevens of Cornerstone Records Management. Sean is one of the vault and data protection experts in the industry. And I was finally able to get him on the show and I think it's definitely worth staying aboard for this call with him. Uh, Sean is a, a, a wealth of knowledge and information. He's been in the game a long time and I think is, uh, is someone that you'll uh, really appreciate listening to today. But before we get to Sean and before we get into the industry news, I, I want to acknowledge um, you if you're dealing with some intense and difficult stuff this week. We all share the business ups and downs, but in my conversations and emails with a number of people in the last few weeks, I'm, I'm blown away by how many people are dealing with the kind of stuff that we don't talk much about publicly on the show. Uh, it's the kind of stuff that's hard to talk about publicly because it is private stuff, but it's pretty big stuff. So today I want to send out our best wishes to you if you're dealing with uh, any kind of sickness, family health issues, personal pain, or whatever else you might be facing today. These are the big things of life, and I want you to know that if you are in some sort of crisis right now, we're cheering for you, and we're supporting you. So uh, let's let's go from that and catch up on the industry news of the week. 
that's happening. And uh, this is, uh, seems to be what's happening that I've been able to uncover uh, this week. Looks like Nate announced the launch of their downstream data coverage, which is a professional liability insurance policy created specifically for the unique risks of vendors that provide data protection services to third-party clients. Uh, according to Bob Johnson, other professional liability insurances aimed at the risks of third-party data service providers have language that shows they were created for the risks of primary data controllers, such as financial and healthcare organizations. In the absence of a thorough understanding of the data protection regulations, these insurers simply applied the same policy to exposures that actually have significant differences. Looks like availability of the downstream data coverage is restricted to the approximately 850 NAID certified organizations across the U.S. providing physical or electronic data destruction services. But it looks like the coverage itself also covers professional liabilities for record storage and imaging services provided. The service provider itself is NAID certified for its destruction services. So uh, I know in the past we've talked about that. We've had Bob on the show. Uh, we talked with Ray Barry about that. Uh, but it's uh, great to see that whole uh, insurance program finally coming to fruition and actually being launched. Office Depot and Iron Mountain announced that they are teaming up to provide secure destruction services at all Office Depot locations in North America. The following shredding services look to be available now from every Office Depot location. Uh, shredding while you wait, so you can walk in and 99 cents a pound, uh, they'll shred it on site for you. Looks like you can also do sort of larger scale drop-offs and through the partnership with Iron Mountain, Office Depot will offer some sort of secure uh, collection uh, and storage of those uh, files that you drop off and Iron Mountain will pick them up. And then finally, it looks like they're also working uh, together to push people into the Iron Mountain shredding uh, world. So you just simply visit the Office Depot retail location and schedule the business shredding service that Iron Mountain will perform on site for you. So uh, to me, that's an interesting one. Uh, I've seen that before a couple of times in, in the last couple of years that seems to have sort of happened. But uh, I, I go into office supply stores on a regular basis, and I've never really seen it promoted as strongly uh, as it seems to be made from the early press releases. So we'll, we're going to see how that one unfolds. I'm going to check out Office Depot later this week and see if it's actually happening. Hey, another uh, shredding uh, note, All Shred Services, which is just based near Toledo, Ohio, Willie Geyser's company, is offering a free back-to-school shredding event for a whole week. Yeah, a whole week of free shredding. The company will accept up to 50 boxes or bags of confidential paper per resident or business. In the past, they've organized one-day shred events, and that seems to be standard in the industry. And a lot of times they ask for donations or their sponsorship, that kind of thing. This week, All Shred is not even asking for any kind of donations. They're just opening the doors for people to drop off their confidential records. And up to 50 boxes, that's a pretty significant amount. What's interesting to me is that... Uh, Allshred is changing the rules again, and from a marketing perspective, changing the rules always is effective, and it always is is valuable. So uh, be interesting to see how that all pans out, how their free shred week pans out uh, September 12th to 16th, and hopefully I can get uh, Willie Geiser on the phone after the event and talk to him about it. Uh, Allshred's does a lot of stuff. They're a very active and aggressive company, and it'll be interesting to see how it is and what's working for them. Well, that's it for the news this week. 
I'm sure there was news that I'm not aware of. And if you're aware of news and you want to share it with me, please send me an email. Uh, let me know. And I'd love to talk about what's happening in your world on the show on a weekly basis. Well, I'm going to get uh, Sean Stevens on the line. So hang on a second while I get him and then we'll uh, chat with him. Hang on. <laughs> John Stevens is the director of Vault Services with Cornerstone Records Management. Sean is a longtime industry insider and known as uh, both a leader and an innovator in the space. And I really wanted to get him on the line today to chat about uh, all things data protection and just his perspective on things. So, uh, Sean, are you there? I am. Hey, great to have you on the show. I have uh, watched you over the years, but before we get into a lot of conversation, tell me just basically, how did you get into this space? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about you know one uh, you know the topic that I, I have great passion for. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got in the industry a little over twenty four years ago, um, and and quickly found a passion for it. I I was I was uh, definitely focused on. Business continuity. I, I, I was uh, really uh, excited about understanding why business continuity exists and what business continuity planning even is. And, and the vault services just kind of helped uh, help me get into that. Oh, cool. So you've been at a lot. Twenty-four years is a long time, and I've I think I've known and watched and observed you probably for about twelve or fourteen years now. I don't know if it's been that long, but it seems like it has. Tell me in terms of the role you play now. Uh, because you are a director of Vault Services, so you've got a, a role. You're actively engaged in the industry. But uh, tell me from your perspective right now, what is the state of tape and tape backup in, in today's uh, world right now? Where, where are things? So the, the industry, in my opinion, is very healthy. Uh, I think that you know, the, the services that the industry has delivered to the end customers for the last you know, 30, 40 years, have been pretty much the same, uh, though the tapes look different, right. and, and the methodologies of services are changing. What what the state of the the, the tape business is now is I see it as healthy. I see that there's an explosion of data, and customers have a need to manage that data. The difference is that you know the dialogue ten years ago was about uh, mostly tape-based media, whereas now there's many conversations about uh, recovery time objectives, recovery point objectives, and, and quicker quicker uh, uptime. Or I'm sorry better uptime. Right. And, and so the industry is changing, and the customers are requesting us as an industry to change along with them, because as their needs change, our needs change. Uh, and that, you know, that, that relates to compliance, that relates to the explosion of data, it relates to quicker recovery times, as I said before, it just is a, a, a evolving business. So the, peripherally speaking, and, and I, you know, I talk to so many people in this industry on a regular basis, peripherally speaking, unless you're actively involved in full-on data protection vault-based services, uh, there is a belief out there that, that, that you know, the vault business is kind of on the way out. It uh, doesn't sound like you believe that. Absolutely don't. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time doing research and development, Yeah. and as part of that development, I speak to... CIOs and, and, and uh, VPs of IT and data center managers. So rather than sitting on the outside trying to figure out what's going on, I'm getting into the details uh, of what's really happening. And, yeah. and, and the realism is that I'm finding is that you know I believe that tape is here to last. Or I think it's here to stay for for the long term. I think it has a place in business continuity and long term storage. And there's many reasons why that is. 
you have historical data that is going to be difficult difficult to convert. You yeah. have compliance data that's too expensive to keep on a, a warm-based system, so it's readily available for business continuity. So what I'm hearing and what I'm understanding is that, yes, there's a big push to uh, e-backup type kind of services, uh, but at the same time, there's a need to archive and, and, and maintain compliance. Hmm. So the cloud, which seems to have all of the hype right now, and it's the big term out there, is it really taking over? I don't believe it is. It definitely has a place. Uh, you know, cloud, and, and you know, it, it means many different things to many different people. Yeah. Uh, again, I believe that tape, you know, tape-based media is here to stay, and its place in business continuity is, is solid. Uh, you know, we're definitely seeing, uh, I've seen, you know, numerous vaults continue to grow in volumes, uh, and it's a great opportunity for, for more of that volume to continue. Uh, but relation to the cloud, you know, it, it does have a space. I mean, you have yeah. customers that are squeezing recovery time objectives to where if they experience a disaster, they're looking to, to recover much quicker. Uh, you know, again, going back a decade or so, the recovery time objectives might have been a day or so. Uh, now it's almost, you know, instantaneous. So what customers are looking to do is they're looking to, to, to uh, put the mission-critical data uh, on a disk-to-disk -disk format uh, so it's available for them in, a, in the event of a disaster, uh, whereas the business uh, non-critical data, the archival data, is tape-based. It's cheaper to store it that way. So so you're seeing and your sense is that, that there's, there's a... Uh now there's a, m a more complex uh, set of requirements for people, and they are funneling those requirements into the different streams, whether it be tape-to-tape, -tape, uh, cloud, backup, whatever that truly means, and even disk-to-disk, -disk, which is more local. Um, and uh, so they're, they're really uh, using all of the resources in front of them. They are, and I think what you're finding, uh, if, you, if you have this conversation with 10 different people, you might get 10 different answers. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to figure out the formula. What it comes down to is, you know, historically this industry is focused on the storage component of the recovery effort. We're there to store the tapes so you have them for disaster. Um, you know, but again, the customers are really focused on, on recovery, and, and, and so there's a difference between storage and recovery, uh, and focus is... is You've got to maintain focus on both. So when you talk to a IT professional, you know they're looking to manage their data, uh, be compliant. They're looking to make sure that they have all the necessary information should the, the unthinkable happen. But at the same time, you know they're they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I maintain my cost in a down economy? So right. you've got all these different variables that are playing uh, into the decisions that these professionals are making, and, and oftentimes. Uh, you can talk to two different banks, for example, and you get two different answers as to what the strategy is. Yeah. So within the – so I, and that's such a cool point, and it's the point that I try and drive home with my clients as it relates to marketing is uh, we talk about storage. They don't care about storage. They're, they're more interested – although storage factors in, they're more interested in, in what the storage is doing for them, recovery capabilities, uh, compliance, all of those kind of issues. It's, it's what's happening in their world that becomes much more important than what we're trying to sell and where we make our money. I, I would agree with that. I think that, you know, again, it's, it's just, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something that continues to evolve. I think compliance will continue to, to drive a lot of what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, depending on the vertical, speaking from the marketing perspective, you have different, you have different initiatives and different you know, expectations. I think all businesses want to recover 100%. 
but one of the main reasons why many businesses don't uh, recover effectively is because there's not a full-blown plan that includes all components of the recovery efforts. So from the records management industry and our support and our industry, you know, our role is critical. Yeah. So they're not looking to us necessarily for, as the first line, though some do. This is basically the, their last line of defense and, and, and lets them put their head on the pillow at night and sleep well knowing that, hey, look, I've got near-line data that sits ready uh, for, for recovery and I'm replicating it, whatever that means. Uh, to whomever, who's ever speaking it, but I've also got the assurance that if I have to go back from a corrupt file, I might have that file on tape, and I can recover from there. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the world that we live in, the world of data protection, service support, vault support, uh, does it make sense to um, be more than just the vault where we? store and manage their backup tapes, their backup media, or do we expand into the cloud-based services, the disk-to-disk uh, local type stuff that you can get into? Does does it make sense to, rather than sort of just be always fighting that, uh, incorporate that into our service offerings? You know, I, I, I see that from two sides. Uh, there's value, uh, and certainly there's there are great examples within the providers that are in our industry currently that have made that investment and, and have done very well. Yeah. You're talking about a substantial amount of, of research and, and in some cases a lot of money. Um, so again, it's it's something where I'm of the opinion where I think that, you know, I think it's best to partner with the people that have made the investment to okay. offer as an ancillary service. And the reason for that is, you know, I'm not suggesting that it's a bad investment to go cloud-based, but there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. And I think yeah. that many people have divested from the the, the structure or the, the service offering, and, and they found that it was difficult to compete in a market where there are so many providers. If you're so, in other words, from a from a sales perspective, you know, I'm of the opinion that if I can present to my customer, look, uh, you want a you want a solution for a cloud solution or an online solution or some sort of replication solution. Here's my partner, and, and then on the back end of that, you know, we want to store your archive media. Right. So that that last line of defense is a really important and powerful one. Then it sounds like to me, and then and then use the the other the people that have spent the big dollars to to build this capacity, the cloud capacity or whatever we want to call it, uh, use them as ancillary services or resell services to them or or whatever that means. But uh, it it seems to me from your perspective that that's a big uh, hoop to jump into to go the, that next level. Yeah, no, I definitely think it is. I think that you got to keep things simple. You know, we're records managers, uh, and we do that very well as an industry. And, and to that end, there are people that are, are, are data managers, and that's right. what their core competency is. So the value proposition to your customer is, you know, hey, look, instead of telling you I just don't have a solution, you know, whether it's a referral base or it's a bona fide partnership or whatever, anything that keeps them from having to do, you know, let the fingers do the walking, I think it has a value to the customer. Yeah, yeah. So what what are you based on all the stuff you're seeing all the stuff you're learning uh, what you see in your own business as well as the meetings you have with people and I know that the, many people in this industry talk to you on a regular basis because of your you know sort of your insider knowledge what do you know for sure about this this industry right now what do you what do you what are you seeing what are you sensing what are, are there trends or patterns that you see emerging that that are really important to you Sure. So what I know for sure is that this industry is still very relevant. Um, 
most customers uh, look to us as a final repository for secure storage. They're seeking guidance with compliance with their with their storage uh, uh, compliance initiative. Yeah. But here's the thing: opportunities are everywhere. I think that you know, without getting out of your core competency and doing too many things for too many people, it's important that you maintain the core competency of the business, but you need to scale as the as the need requires. What I'm finding is that you know customers are now asking the, the providers to put more skin in the game, if you will. Hmm. They're looking for tools. They're looking for services because that's their problem. They're, this is something they deal with every day. Some you know, an auditor walks through the facility and says, "Hey, we we don't you know, this this box isn't checked. How are we managing you know chain of custody? Um, if you're a retailer, you know what's your PCI compliance? And right. I think the industry over the last several years." has been hit with questions related to PCI compliance, SAS 70, you know, SOX, HIPAA. I mean, that's just to name a few. So they're looking for us to, to, to help them achieve their compliance. And as part of that, you know, that's you know, requiring your software vendors to scale with the customer requirement uh, because this is going to continue to change. Uh, hmm. as, as things happen and, and requirements become tighter, customers are going to require from us or seek guidance from us as to what the best business practice really is, I think that um, hmm. you know the the evolution of this business. Many people will interpret as being you know it's a translation from you know tape-based media to electronic. What evolution is to me is meeting the customer need you know 20 years down the track. Right, right. Oh, well, that that that's uh, that's profound. That's because I I think it's very easy for us to get stuck looking on the tape sitting there in our vault and going, that's, that's the key to it all. And the reality is that's where our income derives from, but it's not the key to, a, to keeping a customer 20 years from now. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, I think in a lot of cases it's even hard to understand how when you have a customer that used to have 20,000 tapes in your, in your vault and now they've got two, you know, what's driving that? And right. some of that's related to you know, tape capacities, which I think are going to, going to continue to climb uh, in, in density. I think that, you know, customers are looking for better ways for us to make sure that as tape handlers, as a third party, that we're handling the media correctly. You know, they're just looking to make sure that the data is safe. And, and right. these are things that are going to continue to change uh, over the next few years. Um, so I think it's most important to understand why that's happening. It's not necessarily the data's going away. The data is exploding. We're talking we're, we're yeah. what used to be gigabytes, terabytes, now petabytes, and it's going to continue to grow. It's, there's no slowing of this of this data backup or this pool. So, uh, as as you look at it, um, there some of the conversation that you're making right now seems to be more directed to the mid to large size enterprise type businesses. Uh, what about the little businesses? How are it, you know, I'm I'm seeing and hearing, uh, you know, that that the uh, the small business, the small professional firm that has just a single set of backup tapes, uh, they're putting them in a in a turtle case or whatever and shipping them to you once a week. Is that business? Is there stuff happening in that side of the equation? There sure is. I think that you know the difference between the small to, to large business from the small business is that the medium to large customer typically have the customer telling you what they're looking for. Right. Small customers have the same business need. It's just not going to be as much data. They're looking for guidance as to what to even do. Um, you know, you have some people on the large side that are saying, you know, we need this box checked and we have this requirement, this compliance. How are you going to do it? Where the small customer is going to be seeking your guidance to say, okay, 
tape in a mailbox? Are you going to store it in, you know, how does this work? Right. Right. How do I recover my systems? Typically with the larger and medium customers, they have relationships with the recovery sites. Right. Smaller customers may not even know what that is. Yeah. So again, I think as an industry, you know, being, being good stewards of our business, is, in, my, in my opinion, is you, know, you need to understand what the customers are trying to do. This is not just them wanting to give you a tape and then you store it and then you bill them for it and then it rotates back and forth. This is an opportunity for the industry to help assist the customers, small all the way to large, with new tools and resources that, that they don't normally have. But I think I think it also requires. Correct me if I'm wrong. It also requires a, enough knowledge of of the the space, enough knowledge of how uh, people think as it relates to their backup, because it's different than putting uh, paper in a box and sending it to a record center. Um, seems to me there's a different type of logic around tape uh, and the the whole backup and protection process and that. That's true, Tom. I think that you know when you talk about the tapes, it, this is the this is the data that's going to recover the systems. This is the data that is, you know, the financial data. This is uh, the business data. This is all the records that they've put uh, on the servers. So this yeah. is your email. This is everything that is electronic. And, and to that end, you know, there's 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 a there's a need to to understand what that is. So when you're sitting down with a customer that you know that is in uh, you know a specific vertical. Uh, and let's say that they're they're telling you that they want to store one tape, and and they're going to sh- you know that's going to shoot the tape back and forth every single week. What I do is is I you know I try to help the customer understand that you have one single point of failure in that program. And yeah. It's just easier to, you know, from my perspective, to to rotate four weeks because now you've got four generations of it. So your point is exact in that you know you, as a provider. You know, we we've got to we've got to own the best business practice and help coach our customers to help them get to where they're where they're going to want to go. Yeah. So how should we be selling a vault services if that's the general t- term, data protection services? Now, um, I, I I I think we've talked about this. There's a tendency to focus on putting a you know a tape on a shelf somewhere. Uh, but it sounds to me like you're you're really focused not so much on putting the tape on the shelf, but really helping them to understand. Uh, understand the nuances of what happens if there is failure, uh, poking uh, in them the uh, pain point of what happens if. Is, is that the appropriate way to sell a vault business? Well, let me, let me be clear. I think that, you know, the industry as a whole, we're not IT professionals. Um, so we're not really qualified to tell the customer exactly what they should be doing in a lot of cases. Right. What I think we should be selling is what we sold all along. The core services and what's you know how we can do it, uh, what's going to be there to assist them. So what's the value? So beyond just you know we're going to give you a container and rotate it back and forth on a weekly basis, you know we want to sell the core services that are going to meet the demand. Um, you know I'm of the I'm of the opinion that you sell the services to the mass, and and, and so the customers that have the high requirement gain the benefits. Um, you know, they, the, the, low, the lower level uh, customers gain the benefits of the requirement of the higher level customers. So you sell it as a as, as a standard service, and mm. I think that the service as it is is, you know, we roll a truck, we pick up your media on a scheduled basis. We're going to take it back to a, a vault structure that is uh, industry standard. Uh, I'm sorry, is an industry standard build. Right. Uh, we're going to manage your media, so you're not going to be at risk of uh, losing the data. So managing the chain of custody. So I think that. You know, understanding how to sell the business today is first understanding what the customer's need is, 
and then helping them get there. So again, still doing what we've always done, just to helping the customer understand how hmm. it can be done better potentially. Hmm. Very interesting. So uh, a couple of weeks ago in a back and forth on uh, bare metal data, uh, you talked a little bit about testing DR plans. Uh, is is that something that, that you're um, bringing to the forefront in your conversations with clients specific as it relates to us being the last line of defense uh, with the tape that they're storing with us? But, but the whole concept of uh, DR planning, disaster recovery planning, uh, recovery, uh, how do we get to that point of being back in shape if, if everything goes desperately wrong? Are, are you seeing a huge amount of value in that? So... Yes, I do. I think that you've got to be careful not to get too far into the weeds. I mean, at the end of the day, our role in that process is uh, shipping d- data or, or, or transporting the data to and from the data centers. Okay. And that's our core competency. Right. I think we need to understand what that means and why it's important to our customers. Um, you know, from my perspective, I focus on DR uh, from day one because uh, my goal is not just to get the storage. I want to help the customer stay in business if they have a disruption because to many people's point, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when right. the disruption happens. Right. And when you're dealing with statistics that, that are largely built around human error uh, for disruptions, not hurricanes, not tornadoes, not earthquakes, you know, you're talking about you know, human error, you've you got to kind of understand what our role is in doing that. Don't just look at it as a last, with a last line of defense. I think it's important to focus on what the customer requirements are. Because uh, you'll find that the majority of customers don't even have a hot site. There is no continuum. It is, um, I'm going to store the tapes with you, and that's the minimum I'm going to do, um, and then we're going to try to recover from disk, and we'll try to go from there. Of course, as the companies grow in size, you know, the requirement is, is much greater, so they're focusing on, on the recovery efforts. So, again, to my point earlier, I think it's important to understand the storage component mm. and recovery. Because yeah. They're two different things. Right. Hmm. Very cool. So crystal ball in your, you know, and you put that in front of, of your yourself, uh, where where are the places based on what you see coming we should be innovating, if any, because it sounds to me like you're saying, you know, just keep pushing our core competency, but is there a place we should be innovating? Absolutely. I mean, your customers are looking for solutions, and, and I think that there are many opportunities for us as an industry to help customers, you know, better manage their data. Uh, so, you know, ancillary services like data conversions where they have tapes that they don't even have tape drives for that can read the tapes, resources that they can use or tap into, going back to the cloud discussion, you know, partners or relationships you might have that help them convert this old data to newer data so they can actually use it when it's needed. Right. I think that uh, some vaults have, have, have uh, entered relationships where they physically sell, or where they sell the physical data, uh, the tapes themselves. Uh, I think expanding your service offering. If, if all you're doing today is, is, is rolling trucks and picking up and storing tapes, you know, I think that it's important that, that you explore expanding that to support a DR structure because uh, it's an ancillary service your customer will be interested in. Hmm. I think that, you know, again, going back to the relationship with, with cloud-based offerings, I think that you, know, you need to consider you know, what's the value in your market for, for, for that, for, you know, what's the value of your customer in your market. Right. Um, right. I think that you know there's a great deal of opportunity. You just got to know where to dig. And I think if you just go into a customer and you say how many tapes do you have and how do they rotate, you're never going to find those details or what the want, wish, needs, and desires are. And, and I, you know, I, I think that you know, I, I would say that in that case you'll see erosion. Hmm. Um, whereas if you're bringing value to the customer and and they're gaining. 
their goals, then I think you're going to see further business opportunities still maintaining our core competency, but it's going to yield opportunity for additional revenue streams and, and more stable uh, relationships with the client. Yeah. Wow, man, oh, that, that that's in, that that's that's such great stuff. It it really is because I I, I have heard so often from people sort of the death and uh, you know the the end of the vault. And uh, I you know talking to you today makes me believe strongly that uh, you know a vault is is actually a wonderful and amazing business to be in. I, I certainly think it is. Again, I've got great passion for it, so I might be biased. Yeah. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that from the trends and the analysis that I've done. Uh, the business is, is, is there, and, and it's there to stay. Very cool. Well, uh, I, I always like to ask a couple of personal questions to people on the show, so uh, permit me a couple of uh, interesting personal questions. Okay. Uh, I, I think leaders are readers, and uh, I, I get the sense that when I talk to people uh, who are sort of innovating, thinking clearly, they're reading stuff at the same time. So what's your current best read? You know, I spend a lot of time in, in Info Magazine. Um, I do a lot of research uh, in, in forums with CIOs. There's okay. a couple different. I mean, I have I, been able to. I have the luxury of having been invited to a, a forum of CIOs and vice presidents of, of IT of small, medium, and large businesses that I get a lot of my information from. Oh, so yeah. the trends and analysis that I get. You know, I can go into that meeting and say, you know, uh, what's the impact of disk to disk, or you know, what, when deduplication came out, what does that mean? And they tell me what that means in the practical application and what's working and what's not. When I do go to, uh, you know, to the to the written format, uh, I spend a lot of time in in, uh, in, in the uh, uh, computing uh, forums. Uh, I participate actively uh, through my LinkedIn pages. Uh, with forums that are posted there that are related to data protection, business continuity. Uh, I read a lot uh, of the uh, white papers that come out of you know, AVCOM and right. places like that, right. uh, Disaster Recovery Journal. Very cool. Hey, if, uh, if I had some magic dust and could uh, tomorrow uh, sprinkle it on your life and you had this uh, perfect day where you had the choice to do anything you wanted, no restrictions, no requirements, no, no one demanding anything of you, what would you do? Spend time with my family. Wow, very cool. Well, Sean, I, I got to say it's been a pleasure. Uh, I am uh, I am impressed and and continue to be um, you know blown away by the the wealth of knowledge that you have. And so, thank you for sharing it with us and with all of us today. It's it's been a real pleasure. My pleasure. All right, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Wow, wow, wow. That was uh, that was great. Really good stuff. I, I learned something from that conversation, and I hope you did too. Uh, special thanks to Sean Stevens for taking the time to be on the call with us today, and thank you to you for being a part of the program today. It's a pleasure to uh, bring you these kind of interviews where I learn so much, and hopefully as a result, you learn so much. As we finish the show, let me remind you that this show is sponsored by my good friends at O'Neill Software. Don't forget, the conference is approaching in just two weeks. If you're not booked, it's almost full. But uh, there's still time. Lots of great speakers, networking, the Record Center Challenge. If you're not registered, you should be, and you can learn more about that at O'NeillSoft.com. Well, that's it for now. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Got another great interview for you coming, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Have a great week. We are out of here. 
Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.